0: Thanks to the TalkPython team who sponsored this episode of the Engineered Mind podcast. If you want to learn Python and delve into exciting topics like data science, web development or building apps, feel free to visit talkpython.fm mind to find your next level and get a 10% discount. Also a big thank you to all my patrons who support the Engineered Mind podcast. Hi and welcome to the Engineered Mind podcast. In this podcast we cover topics such as engineering, artificial intelligence, neuroscience and other interesting topics to educate, inspire and engineer people's minds all around the world. I'm your host Joseph and for this episode of the podcast I'm very happy to have Manuel Brüscher on my show. Manuel is the founder of the company Timula which empowers people to track their job routines to then analyze and design better ones that create more value for themselves and the people around them they believe this will lead to a future where everyone has a rewarding job. In this podcast, Manuel and I talked about time management and productivity, how a time-tracking cube can completely change your day-to-day life, the bottlenecks when starting a hardware company, as well as tips, tricks, and book recommendations from Manuel on time management and productivity. For updates on upcoming podcasts, projects, and videos, make sure to follow me on Twitter as well as on Instagram. To join my weekly newsletter, engineeredmind.sh, where I share exclusive content, Visit yousef.substack.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's my podcast with Manuel Bruschi. Hi Manuel, welcome to my show. It's really a pleasure to have you here. And uh, we both know that time is very precious, so I really appreciate you accepting my offer and invitation to be on the show. Happy to do so. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. What we want to start with is, can you give us like a one minute bio, who is Manuel and what does he actually do?
1: Okay, so I'm Manuel. I'm the founder of Timeler. I'm Italian living in the northern part of uh, Italy. And um, I grew up here, but uh, went to for studying computer science in Austria. There I founded Timelur because I was working uh, part time web developer, part time I was studying, and part time I wanted to enjoy life. And so time management has always been very important to me. I ended up being a time management coach developed uh, HCI to uh, measure mental stress. And somehow I got the idea for making time tracking much more simple because I tried all the solutions out there and was like, why I'm not using it? Why is it still so hard? I was losing money because I was not able to build my clients. And so I thought I need something which is even more simple. I thought like of a big button where you can punch with a big hammer or something like that. But in the end, created like a prototype of the cube um, which now you know or some of you might know so this is our product like um, should I explain it shortly
0: you can explain it but I also want to show off mine of course okay (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: so yeah you can assign an activity project or whatever you want to any side of it and then you just flip it to what you're currently working and it starts tracking what's on the top or if you don't want the physical device there are other options like mobile device integrations um, shortcuts whatever you want and the idea is like you track understand and improve your time management and so yeah i'm the ceo of timelar 20 people all working remote since four years um all over the globe and here i am to tell you more about time management
0: that's very exciting i really enjoyed the topic and also um hopefully we'll delve into productivity and time management a little bit more now. Um, is one of the reasons your, your peers or your, your people are working remotely also related to time management because you, you don't spend time on with commute and so on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the reasons is that, so definitely like you can structure your day much more in the way like you can perform best and you can like bring work and life better together although it comes with some challenges, which we can talk about later. And the second one is like, I think the most important thing to build a successful company are people. And why should I limit ourselves to hire people only around from 100 kilometers if I can hire better people around the whole world?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, let us jump straight into the, 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 the crispy topic, which is uh, productivity. How would you define productivity in the first place?
1: Uh, yeah, that's always a, a good question, because for me, productivity it's not about squeezing you yourself out like a lemon. It's much more about making sure that you, the error, the return of investment, the ROI of your time, is in balance with all your needs, and and that you like it's not about making sure that every minute is perfect and super productive, but. That the whole picture like your whole day has been productive and has rewarded you and fulfilled all your benefits because that's where real productivity i think happens
0: mm-hmm. what do you see is the biggest misconception when it comes to productivity i mean you mentioned now the the things of uh micromanagement like scheduling yeah. every second of your life i think which is maybe con- uh, counterproductive what would you say what are the biggest misconceptions
1: I think one of the biggest misconception is that we believe we can perform like machines, which we can't because we have emotions, we have our lives like we have a body which is not always one hundred percent there, not mm-hmm. even athletes are one hundred percent able to um call their their performance or recall their performance, so I think you should not have the ambition to be super productive all the time every minute because you're human, we are human beings.
0: Yeah. How do you balance being a human and also wanting to be super productive?
1: Yeah, th- that's a hard one. So this is where kind of like, I, I think we we can get very close to it. Like let's say 90% close to be being like a machine, but are, the other 10% are not possible. And I think that you should know where you are right now. Like I'm re- a, am I recalling already the the full performance? Do I believe this is it? Or do I believe there is room for more? And then kind of finding, okay, where are my productivity sinks? Where are my time sinks? Why am I sometimes performing on this task worse than other times, like reflection? Mm-hmm. And then finding, okay, what are the times where I perform best? So for me, for example, I for, perform best in the morning. So all that work, that requires a lot of brain power, I try to schedule all that stuff in the morning, whereby, for example, meetings or all those little things are something which don't require so much brain power, but still my attention, I try to put them all together in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense and I also want to talk about meetings because this is also something where we had, where we scheduled our our appointment for today's podcast and you said, no, at this time I have a meeting free day, which I really appreciate. I like the idea. How do you approach meetings in general? Do you think they are a waste of time? Probably not all of them, but how do you manage your time personally? How does a day of Manuel look like?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there are multiple things there. So how my day looks like, looks like is um, I start in the morning very early, usually four, five, six, something around that. I, I don't have an alarm. I just wake up when I wake up and then I start right away. And um, it's not something that I would say like to be super efficient, you have to wake up early. I think everyone needs to find their balance because, for example, back in the day when I was studying, I was working till late in the night, till 3 or 4 in the morning and then the day look different so i think it depends and this can change everyone should find out them, themselves what's best but yeah after that block of proactive work where i really try to get the heavy super important work done so i as well feel better for the whole day um, that lasts till 10 usually and after that um, i just I have a to-do list where I try to get as many things done, but then there is unplanned work coming, there are meetings scheduled, there are people in my company who need my attention. And so that's always kind of flexible and I try to juggle it in the best way possible. And as soon as I feel, okay, today it's enough, I just stop because yeah, you you could always keep going and going, going, but in the end of the day, like at some point you have to rest and recharge. And so how I think about meetings is I think meetings are important, especially when you're working remote, because we are again, human beings, we need social interaction. We need to recharge our social batteries. We need a little bit of face to face time. And of course, ideally you, so you should have a social life outside of work, but as well with your coworkers, like having this, those social moments is important. So what I, what we do at TimeLar is we have meetings, but we try to keep them very efficient. So we always have an agenda. We, we are very, um, how, how should I say, very diligent when, we, when, it's, when it comes to communication. So we let everyone speak, but we keep it short. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to the point. We try to, to not talk around in circles all the time. And then someone at the end always sums up what we, um, what, what is the outcome of the meeting and we make sure that everyone knows how to move on from this meeting. We don't have too many recurring meetings and fixed meetings. So we have, for example, the, the all hands once a month and then we have some social meetings like every two weeks where you are randomly put together in a room with two other people and you just chat whatever. Comes. It's like a water cooler chair and then, um, yeah, a strategic meeting once a week, just at the beginning of the meet, the week, like reflecting the past week and um, planning the next week.
0: And that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That makes absolute sense. I um, also want to uh, ask you, what, what where do you think are the biggest time wasters in general when it comes to like, the, when you talk about the general population, what do you see like the yeah. biggest problems in terms of time management?
1: Well, um, like the whole population, I would say bureaucracy Mm -hmm. uh, and commuting. Those are the two things that I think are because they they don't have they have no benefit for the individual. They are just a waste for time for the individual. They might have benefits for the company because you are in the office or for the government or whatever, for the regulations. But for you immediately, those activities have no benefit. Mm Um, but then generally speaking, like at work, I think the biggest time waste is communication. Mm-hmm. I've like, there is so much time that is wasted, um, due to poor communication that I think it's incredible. And this is something that I, I highly recommend everyone to focus on.
0: Mm-hmm. How can you improve to- it?
1: Um. The the, the the most simple exercise is like put yourself in the receiver's shoes. Mm-hmm. so there's always like communication sender and receiver. And one exercise that I um, try to recommend is like if if you are communicating something, like write it down like communicating a task like delegating something. write it down and then put yourself in the user's uh, or in the receiver's shoes and and think like just with this piece of information and a clear mind, like I have no other context, would I be able to execute this task? If not, what would I be missing? Mm -hmm. And so just becoming aware of, okay, actually, this time I forgot to mention this, this, and this, or I forgot to link to this and this information, or this and one, and then over time you just become better. And another exercise you can do is like, or a similarity to this one is like, try to order something at McDonald's without any question back. Mm. That's almost impossible. They always like, do you want big, small? Do you want with ketchup, without ketchup? Like giving all the information in once so they don't ask you one question back and that's actually where you are a good communicator.
0: Ah, this is a good one, yeah. I have to remember remember this next time I go to McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How, how does the, you introduced us to the cube in the, in the introduction. Can you explain how this device can help us by becoming better at time management?
1: Yeah. So first of all, the tracker is a physical reminder to track your time because tracking time is a hard habit to build. Then it's very simple to do. Like you just flip, flip it. And this action of flip, it's like you're committing to something, not just with your brain, but with your hand with a gesture it's like a handshake with your time mm-hmm. now i'm committing to this and you have there a reminder which tells you okay i should be focusing on this right now and as our eyes wander around on the desk you st- you always cross this reminder of okay this is actually what i should be focused on and and so in a playful way over the day you get a very accurate overview where actually your time is going like on average the length of time entries is like um By now, I think it's even down to 20 minutes. And so you see by 20 minutes chunks of time, you see actually where your time is going. And at the end of the day, week or month, it depends how much data you want to collect. You can actually then have a look at it and say, oh, I'm spending 30% of my time on this activity. Is it, is it worth it? Is it worth it 30% of my time? And then with that information, like if yes, then okay, if no, Um, then why not? And then there are four things I always recommend to do. First of all, the most attractive thing is like eliminate it. Like eliminating an activity, it's the best thing you can do. But Mm -hmm. obviously that's not always possible. If you can automate it, even better. Like is it a recurring task that you do over and over and over, but it doesn't really require any manual or brain work, but it's just a manual checklist of things? Try to automate it. Then the third thing is like is it something which is actually well not worth my time and there is someone else who really enjoys doing this and should be doing it because that person is much better than I am, then delegate it. and the fourth thing is if if it's still something you should be doing, you are the best person doing it, can you optimize it in some way like can you make it require just half the time? So those are the four things. Eliminate it, automate it,
0: delegate it, or optimize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also something I try to live by. <laughs> Let's see yeah. if I can optimize it's it. It's not that easy.
1: It's yeah. not that easy. and But it, it's it's worth it's worth the effort.
0: Yeah, definitely. Also, what I noticed is when you turn the cube and you work focused on a task, at some point the cube will tell you, do you want to take a break? How do you think about breaks and when do you? When do you think someone should take a break? Are you a fan of the Pomodoro technique? Is it like 90 minutes? What what Mm -hmm. would you say?
1: Well, there is no, no one answer fits all answer to this one. Um, Everyone needs to find out what's their rhythm. And I think it depends a lot, like on the task itself on, of the activity. Like, is it something which is super heavy brain work or is it something light, heavy brain work? So. I just find it out. I, I see Pomodoro works for many people, so mm-hmm. maybe give it a try, but as well with Pomodoro, some use 25 minute blocks, uh, some use 50 minutes blocks, some even use 90 minutes blocks. So you have to find it out. I for myself, for example, in the morning have longer blocks and then later on, like my context of work changes probably every fifty minutes
0: up to every 30 minutes. Uh, You said said 15 minutes, right? 15 to 30 minutes, which is interesting because this is something I also implemented recently because if you have a block of 15 minutes and then you have multiple of 15, for example, 4 times 15, then you have one hour. This is way, way easier because if you have, let's say, you you schedule a day in 25-minute blocks or 30-minute blocks, it would take you actually longer. For example, we have a call which takes 20 minutes and then you wait 10 minutes until the next 30-minute block with yeah. start then it's, I think, easier to have 15 minute blocks and everything scheduled in 15 minutes, uh, which also yeah. avoids the danger of procrastinating, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and coming back to breaks, I'm actually not that good at taking breaks, so I have like in the morning, then lunch and dinner, but in between it just comes how it comes. So mm-hmm. I just try to pay attention to my energy level. And as soon as i think okay now i could be using a break i take either a short one or if i really need a longer one i go for a walk outside
0: do you believe in work-life balance first of all or is it like work-life choices some people say work-life balance Uh, is a myth I,
1: i i'm not a fan of the terminology because it puts work versus life yeah but for me work is an important part of life and so like this 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 terminology kind of splits the two but actually for me they belong together and it's about like how can I make them work together mm-hmm. so it's more like work leisure balance so and in that I truly believe like I think you need you need a break from your work just to recharge but as well to get a fresh perspective and I think most engineers can relate to that so i'm a, I've been a software engineer in the past is sometimes you just get stuck into the woods. And then, if you go back for you go away for half an hour and then you come back and you you immediately figure out the solution, just yeah. because you come back with a fresh perspective, and I think that's super important as well with math problems and everything else, like sometimes just go away from the problem, go away from all of it, come back with a fresh mind, oh, yeah. fully recharged and 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 you will be much more productive and quicker.
0: Yeah, I like that, Manuel. Uh, The ideas or the tip is so useful because I'm not sure who it was. I think it was Edison, and when he when he took a nap, he had he had keys in his hand, I think, and uh, whenever the keys fell down, it would make some noise, and then he would wake up refreshed, and then something he would think about, then maybe he has already the solution figured out because the keys fell down. He had a nap, so yeah, this is very very interesting. Yeah, that's for the power naps, right? Exactly.
1: And as well, for example, taking walks, um, Einstein, he took many walks, Newton took many walks. I think even Edison took many walks and the best ideas they had, at least they said, so came from those walks just going away because the screen like puts our energy, like fully on the screen and kind of, but going away from the screen is where the mind wanders around and starts connecting the dots. Yeah. And solutions. as while well, sleeping, like sometimes you wake up and suddenly you have a solution for something, which I never understood why why and how that happens, but
0: it's interesting. Yeah, there's a nice story as well. I uh, maybe you know the mathematician Cedric Villani, I think that is his no. name. He won the Fields Medal, and actually okay. I think he was sleeping, and this was super hard math problem. Uh, you have to. I think he gave a TED talk on it, and then uh, in the sleep he figured out how to, how he has to. Um, Solve the equation, uh, put this derivative yeah. on the left-hand side and then do this and this, and then he figured out the solution while he was sleeping. So his subconscious mind solved the equation in his sleep, which yeah. is like crazy.
1: Yeah, which is amazing, like what our brain and is capable of like when sleeping.
0: Yeah, this is insane. Um, when it comes to the uh, tracker itself, uh, about the functionalities, what can the tracker actually do? I mean, recovered tracking time, but you can also export yeah. the data, analyze the data. And what I really appreciate is, after every week it would send you an email with a chart of where you spend your time on, which is sometimes yeah. a bit frustrating when you see, okay, that's how much time I spend on, I don't know, watching videos or so.
1: Yeah. On, on the one hand it's frustrating, but on the other hand, like it's, it's good to have this honest feedback because then you know, and you can do something about it or not. Yeah. So, and, and this is what Timeular is all about. Like, um, yeah, there are many features in there. So, um, but the main benefit is like you understand where your time is going. You you can dive really deep into your data and analyze it from different perspectives, different correlations, um, different charts, and as well this personal report that we send you on Monday always. Mm-hmm. And then you can set goals, uh, which is something that we are, for example, working on, like to give you the ability to uh, create more granular goals. And um, and with all that information like week over week, you can improve your productivity and you can improve your balance. And ultimately the goal is that you live a more healthy and rewarding work life.
0: Yeah, um, also before we had the meeting, fortunately you said yes to our podcast meeting, but you also mentioned yeah. something like saying no. And there's a nice sentence, yeah. nice quote which says, saying no to someone else is a yes to yourself. How do you see that? Yeah, Yeah, I, I,
1: I completely agree on that. So saying no to something is saying yes to many other things. So I say that because many people say like, Oh, saying no is harsh, but actually when you say yes, you're saying no to many other things. Yeah. We, so actually it's even worse. So you should, when it's a yes, you should be really sure it should be a hell. Yes. I want to do this. I want to do this podcast. I want to do this activity. Yeah. I want to have this meeting. If you kind of like you are just doing it because you are, you, don't, you want to be polite and you don't want to say no, then you're actually probably doing yourself nothing good, but as well many other people nothing good, because then you will not be able to spend that time with someone who probably needs it more than you, or yeah. an activity that needs it
0: more than you. Absolutely. And uh, we want to maybe jump to time management at the later point, but I also want to talk about, because you're a hardware company and you're a software yeah. engineer, <laughs> in your heart yeah. um how difficult is it when it comes to entrepreneurship raising money I mean when you have the best leverage existing in the world is code you basically can write yeah. code and deploy it this is quite easy but why did you decide to go for a hardware company and how have how hard is it, uh, it is actually to raise money for a hardware company
1: yeah <laughs> so yes uh, it, it's it's fantastic what you can get off the ground just with software you can write yeah. you you just need a notebook, you write code, you publish it, and you can actually already make money with that, just mm-hmm. with your time, which is great. But we, um, I truly believe that the solution to get into the habit of tracking your time is through hardware because it's much more easier, it's much more natural, it makes time tangible.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's why we opted for this solution. But yeah, as you mentioned, like hardware has some, yeah, some challenges. So you need much more capital to get started and when scaling, because like you need to produce everything, you need to get all the certifications, you need to get all the regulations and um, you need to prototype many things and test it and develop as well the PCB, which of course costs as well money. So you need that to get off the ground. And then afterwards, like you need to pay those, the production always in advance. And so you need money to scale. That's why many companies, for example, Jarbone or um, many others like failed because they were not able to uh, have their working capital it's mm-hmm. called uh, to, to, keep, to keep going. And then um, you have twice the complexity because you're not building just one product because no hardware today or almost no hardware works without software. So you mm-hmm. need to build two great products basically like a hardware product and software product. And the iteration cycles on hardware are much longer it's not like software. Oh, we fucked up this uh, this view. Let's just change the code, ship it fixed. No, uh, with hardware, if you make a mistake, it's very expensive because then you need to go back to to the drawing board, production, probably through certification. Then you have already 10,000 devices out there. Either you call them back or you just keep it going, and then it takes like you will ship the new version only of after those 10,000 or you throw them away, which is a lot of waste. So yeah, long story short comes with challenges. We thought this is the solution, so we kept going anyway. And then we said, okay, but we need money. So we had two options, um, raising VC money mm-hmm. or and crowdfunding. And we said, we will go for both because doing crowdfunding funding is a market validation, which, uh, which like is, it's great if you go fundraising because then no VC can say like, well, will this work? Well, look, there are already 5,000 people who put money on the table before actually seeing the product, not knowing if we are ever going to ship it. So there is a market there and this is how we raised. So we did the Kickstarter campaign with 300,000 Euro. Mm-hmm. Um, we planned 70,000, but yeah, ended up great. And with, and that for the VCs, like for the early stage, we see what, was a great sign and proof of concept. And so it was immediate yes. Um, but after that, yeah, it's hard because investors are always scared of hardware because they have seen so many big
0: companies fail. Yeah. And I mean, you already have 50,000 customers all over the world, which are satisfied and happy. So I think this is a proof that it works and that people yeah. are actually happy.
1: Yeah, totally. And we keep going, we keep scaling and, um, yeah, we will probably fundraise again to, to move a little bit faster.
0: Yeah. And you also have other products planned, I guess.
1: Well, not real other products. So we just keep going this way. So what Timelare will do is like, now we are much more focused on the software and mostly like helping you to get better, more accurate insights and knowledge to improve your time management and we will just keep iterating and improving the product based on that. Like our goal is to, to create the all-in-one solution to try to understand and improve your time management. Mm-hmm. And potentially like in the future, I, I can see ourselves put more things in relation because time, that's the, the beautiful thing, time surrounds everything. So you could put the relation or create the relation between your health data yeah. and time, your mood data and time, your sleep data and time. So I don't know where it's going, but yeah, there are many opportunities there.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. For example, having an app on your phone, probably tracking your sleep activity and so on, that would be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, for example, if, if you, you just need to think like when in the morning you are not that productive, just ask yourself, hmm, how did I sleep today? Because probably you didn't recharge your batteries. You didn't sleep well. And then obviously if you start from 60% of your performance, you can't expect yourself to perform at 100%.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe, do we have anything planned to bring AI in, whatever that AI might look like? (laughs) If it's like a machine learning model or anything like that? You mean a few uh, (laughs) if-else, yeah, the lines of code?
1: No, um, just kidding. Um, Of course, it will be there in the one way or the other. I'm, this is something that my investors are not always happy because I'm not that good at jumping on the train and selling like, yeah, we are creating AI. So because being an engineer myself and as all engineers, we always try to be very honest and very critical to, to the things that we do. And so there is some AI in our app already if if you talk like with the masses, but for an engineer, like what is AI? So yeah, we will do something, but I, I don't know yet what it is.
0: Mm-hmm, okay. Like
1: what's the real AI?
0: Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to see what, what you will uh, ship in the future for sure. Um, yeah. Could you also talk, uh, walk us through the pricing model because there are different models you offer for the cube.
1: Yeah. So the, the first choice you need to make is like, do I want the cube or not? So because we have a software only plans or plans that um, include the tracker. So if you want just a software solution where you have, for example, one shortcut, command E, which allows you to track out from any app uh, with one shortcut. If that's fine for you, if you love shortcuts, you're kind of a fan of superhuman, go for that plan. And this is either you can use the free version or the pro version. The pro version includes integrations, for example, Zapier, Jira, and many others. Um, It includes like this Monday report with personalized insights on your time management behaviors. It includes um, the ability to create multiple goals in the future. Um, And those are the the three, three main things I would say. Oh, and more advanced analytics and charts, forgot that and the second thing is like okay and if you want to go for the tracker which is this one again as a reminder um we have again the basic version which has all that it's not included in the pro um for 89 and otherwise you can choose do you want to pay monthly yearly or lifetime and for that we have different prices
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will, I will of course put the link to your product down in the description so that people can check it out. Yeah. I ro- already had hey. friends. Uh, we had a meeting in Zoom and I showed them the queue and they said, hey, what is this? Can you trick your time? Uh, cool. And then I uh, sent them the link and uh, they were very interested. Um, let's, say, let's say you talk to a friend who has absolutely no idea of where to get started with time management. What resources or books or even may- maybe if you use a Mac uh, what apps would you recommend to them to get started to be more aware of the time management? Um, there have been multiple questions now at once, but maybe start with an app. Yeah. What apps do you use personally?
1: So what I use apps is, um, better touch tool it's called, Mm -hmm. which allows me kind of, um, on the touchpad to like, um, quickly snap things to the left, to the right on the top and those things. Then a flux is something that at night, um, kind of, um changes the, the colors of the screen so I'm not getting tired so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Todoist is something that I use for to-do management, I really like that. Notion is something for knowledge management mm-hmm. and note-taking. And and other than that, I think it's a lot about removing distractions. like. Disabling notifications, yeah. disabling like everything that can distract me. Use, I use the do not disturb mode on the phone a lot. So till nine or 10 in the morning, it's always on do not disturb. Um, and And other than that, to get started with time management, the first thing I would start is what do I actually want to achieve? What do I want to spend more time on? And then, okay, this is what I want to spend more time on. This is what I'm spending time on right now. So have a look at your data. And then how can I shift more from here to here? And for books, I can recommend this one.
0: Hyperfocus by Chris Bailey. It's funny that I have it already in my cart on Amazon. I just have to click order. (laughs) Yeah. You also have to make time time in Atomic Habits. I see it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and this one I would recommend it This as the next one is another one, which I would recommend.
0: Awesome. Great. Anything else from your side, Manuel, that you want to tell the audience, which is very important and they should know? Um, Well, you can reach out to me on
1: mb.timelight.com or on Twitter. Like my DMs are open. Um, And yeah, it's all there. Timelight.com. I think it will be in the YouTube description down below the video. And if you need help or
0: question, I'm I will try to be helpful. Awesome. And I hope maybe there will be a second part in the future where we delve a little bit more deeper into productivity theory, where we only can talk about productivity and how one can structure their day. Yeah, let's see. Let's do that. I appreciate it. This was a very productive podcast, Manuel. I appreciate it. (laughs)
1: Thanks. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for the invitation. Bye bye.